Hi, this is Cassandra. Welcome to another episode on the Luminous Star podcast. I want to thank everybody for their time in advance. And a friendly reminder, you can find me on YouTube at the Luminous Star channel. Okay. And don't forget that there are new videos as well as new podcast episodes weekly. All right. So I want to start off with three critical questions. Critical question number one, who claims your life, you or your narcissist? Critical question number two, have you ever thought about the contract or the imaginary contract that the narcissist has drawn up for you? Critical question number three, have you ever thought about who and what your narcissist is tied to okay so these three critical questions here are designed to help you to focus on continuing to thrive forward past narcissistic relationships okay so also these three critical questions can also help to clarify certain things okay this is what is all these questions i've answered these for myself and of course No one can answer these questions for you. Okay, so this is kind of, you know, this is part of what knowing thyself is all about. When you challenge yourself to make choices that will bring about necessary change. Okay, so when these three critical questions are answered, I can pretty much guarantee you, right? Or almost guarantee you, right? (laughs) That this will help you to clarify certain things such as how it came about that you became involved with a narcissist in the first place. And this includes friends as well as family members. You can also include business partners. Okay. So, um, these three critical questions here, I challenge you, or may I suggest that you challenge yourself in answering them. Okay, so when it comes down to gaining closure, not just gaining the clarity that I was just talking about, but to gain closure after the narcissist is gone is something that I think most of us can say is very important because the experience of having a narcissist relationship can be traumatic. It can also leave a person feeling devastated Okay, so when it comes down to answering those three critical questions, I think they're going to be quite profound. Okay, I know for me it was. When it comes down to the closure, very often a person may look to the narcissist to help them gain closure. But guess what? Here's a revelation that I found. And that is the narcissist has been showing or demonstrating that they're either unwilling or they're unable to help anyone gain clarity, yet alone closure. So when the narcissist is gone, this is a great time to seek out clarity. Not only that, the closure. And what's going to come, so those two things usually go hand in hand. But what you're also going to gain is peace, harmony, and balance. Now, whether you know this or not, a lot of us, we look for this in our life. 
or these things. We look for we look for clarity. We look for closure. We're looking for the balance. We're looking for the peace. We're looking for the harmony. Even when we're facing challenges, when we're facing a person that we may disagree with, right? We agree to disagree. Well, some of us do anyway. The narcissist seem to want to be at war all the time. But uh, when it comes down to seeking the peace, the harmony, and the balance, very often we look for this even when we're facing challenges. Narcissists often work against this. The narcissistic personality often functions from fear. But sometimes it doesn't look that way. Because they seek to dominate and control their relationships. When it comes down to gaining closure, this is going to be something that's going to be up to you. Okay, and I say this with love. I bring this message to you today because this is something that I went through. Gaining the closure after the narcissist relationship was over. Okay, so here are a few. I'm going to be, of course, sharing with you three tools that help me to gain the clarity and the closure. Some of you who have been watching the Luminous Star channel, you may recall me doing a video entitled Signs That You Are Done With The Narcissist. When I did that video, I actually did it on the spur of the moment. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just very spontaneous. Okay, so one of the things that I mentioned in that video was how we often look for the narcissist to gain the closure. But guess what? Here's another revelation that I had, which is one of the reasons why I did the video. Is that, see, we never needed the narcissist to gain the closure. We desired him or her to help us gain the closure. Just let that sink in for a minute. See, there's a difference between the need and the want of anything, of any person, of any place. So when it comes down to the narcissist helping to gain clarity, yet closure, uh, it's just not going to happen. When we really scale back and look at that big picture, we can see how the narcissist actually, they've been displaying a behavior pattern that lets us know that they are either incapable or they're unwilling to help us gain closure. Just look at all the shenanigans that they pull. Look at the, the look at the diabolical tactics that they engage in in order to obtain the supply, yet alone maintain it. So very often, you know, it's very, I mean, it's understandable that we want the closure in the clarity. But really, when it comes down to it, the narcissist has been telling us all along that they're unwilling or they're unable to help us gain clarity and closure. When one looks at the DSM-5, what's, what, what's one of the things that we find out about the narcissist relationship? Pardon me, about the narcissist personality. And that is, see, the narcissistic personality does not reflect a person who has empathy. They lack empathy. So that kind of goes right into why they're not able or they're unwilling 
to help anybody gain clarity, yet alone closure. So these three critical questions here, they will help you to gain that closure and clarity. I know I mentioned that before, but I feel like I must reiterate that because I know what it's like to be involved in narcissist relationships and being challenged by, can I get over this? Will I ever get past this? Let me tell you something else that perhaps you haven't heard anywhere else. And that is, narcissists actually have a hard time getting past or getting over people who demonstrate outgrowing him or her growing past him or her. Forget about trying to get over the narcissist. Focus on, may I suggest, growing out of the relationship with him or her. Growing past him or her. You're already demonstrating your growth when you really look at it. Aren't you already uncomfortable with some of the shenanigans that they're pulling? Aren't you already not finding it so cute that little thing that they do. <laughs> yeah, and you used to think it was cute, but it's not so cute anymore, is it? Because now it leaves you feeling drained, perhaps. Feeling violated, if not played, by him or her, or them. Most of us who have experiences with narcissist relationships, there's usually more than one person involved. Yet, it's not everyone involved. Let that one sink in. Okay, this is very important. Because... Who else but the narcissist will try to get you to believe that you're just too different and no one will love you? You're too difficult to love. The narcissist may try to get you or try to gaslight you or convince you into believing such garbage that you're just too difficult to love. You're too complicated. You're too weird. You're not enough. So on and so forth. Right? So when it comes down to you gaining clarity and closure, that goes into it as well. You begin to see how the narcissist speaks a particular language. You begin to clarify how you really feel about it. What do you think about it? See, narcissists often will do what I call, well, actually what's called a grooming process. Why do they groom people that they want the supply from or they're trying to get the supply from or they're getting the supply from? Well, that's because they are insured to obtain the supply, perhaps for a lifetime. So they groom individuals to think, to feel, and behave in a way that will pretty much guarantee that they're going to get their way. They're going to get the supply. They're going to maintain source supply. They never want to, narcissists don't want to run out of supply. They often really don't care about who gives them the supply, just as long as they're getting it. When they groom a person, what is a part of that grooming process? They also create a false image of individuals that they obtain supply from. Just think about that for a minute. How many times has the narcissist told you something about yourself that deep in your gut and your heart you knew wasn't true about yourself, but you can tell the narcissist was totally convinced of it, 
yet they were gaslighting you into believing it. And sometimes you ended up believing it. Just think about that. So the grooming process is something that the narcissist does. Now, this is another way they're demonstrating that they are unwilling or unable to help you gain closure. Because they're not going to get any supply from helping you gain closure or clarity. And of course, they don't want you to gain the clarity about what they're doing, how they are throwing rocks, for instance. And then when you turn around and you call them on it, they hide their hand. So deception and manipulation is another way that the narcissist is showing you that they are unable or unwilling to help you gain closure. So after the relationship is over, well, sometimes a person may start to feel it all, the weight of it all. That's a lot of energy. It's heavy energy. So the narcissist is not going to help a person to uplift or clear that energy. So people have to, what? Look inside. They have to go within. It's not surprising that narcissists often will continue to display or demonstrate that they're at odds or in opposition of a person who's demonstrating outgrowing the narcissist relationship, outgrowing or growing past him or her. They they never seem to get away. You know, they never seem to get over that one. They try to get away with stuff, but no, there's a thing called karma. And some people will debate that. That's okay. When it comes down to clarity and closure, it's going to be up to the person who has outgrown the relationship with the narcissist, okay, in order to gain that. So in that video that I did, Signs That You Are Done With a Narcissist, this is one of the key things that stuck out in my mind and was closest to my heart. And that is when you show or when you know that you're no longer seeking the narcissist out for clarity or closure, that is a sign that you are over the narcissist or you are done with him or her. You're done with the relationship. You've had it. Okay, so now you're focused on thriving forward. You're focused on what it's going to take for you to continue to feel okay in your own skin, to feel great, actually, and to continue to get what you want out of life. What is it that you want? That's another critical question. What is it that you really want? I'm pretty certain that it is not the energy, the heavy energy of a narcissist relationship. So when it comes down to getting that clarity and the closure, I hope that this is bringing some peace of mind to know that you are more than capable of doing this for yourself. You don't need the narcissist. Actually, when you think about it, have you ever really needed them for anything? Now, in the case of having parents who may have narcissistic traits that are maligning, right? Or or dangerous or unhealthy. Well, of course you needed them when you were growing up. You depended on them, just like every child depends on their parents. But when it comes down to a narcissist who may be a friend, a narcissist that you may you thought was your friend, or one who is uh, a business partner or a romantic partner, 
okay, then that dynamic is a little different. You really didn't need them, but I'm pretty certain because of the grooming process, they perhaps attempted to gaslight you into believing that you needed them for more than what you really needed them for. If it, you know, anything at all, we desire the narcissist, what, for validation, for approval, for support, for love, for respect. Okay. We, we, you know, this is something that most people look for in their relationships anyway. At the end of the day, we all want the connection. The narcissist may not really desire the connection. They're very good at simulating, expressing an authentic emotion. When you look at your emotions, see, it's your energy in motion. This means it must breathe. It must move. It must, your, your energy is designed to not be tied down or bogged down or bounded by the narcissist or really anyone. Okay. But I digress. When it comes down to your emotions, start looking at that as your energy being in motion. It's breathing, it's vibrating, it's moving, it's it's evolving, it's doing things. Okay? So this is great. Very often when we're dealing with the narcissist, you ever notice how you feel drained of energy? Of course. This is one of the main things that people describe after having a narcissist relationship or while they're having it. This is why a person feels trained because their energy is being tapped into by the narcissist. Picture a glass of water with a straw in it. The narcissist is the one drinking the water out of that straw. Okay? And what's happening to the glass? Regardless if the glass is clean, regardless of the glass is uh, the glass is uh, clean or what strict what shape the glass is, right? It doesn't matter. The glass is becoming empty. Just think about that for a minute. This is often how we feel after the narcissist gets done with us. They idealize, they devalue, and then they discard. Sometimes to move to attempting to hoover you back in. They may recruit other people to play the dysfunctional role of a flying monkey in order to get you hoovered back in. They may even use deception to hoover you back in. How would they use deception? Well, smear campaigning, saying things about you that aren't true, trying to perhaps get people to look at you in an unfavorable light. That is how they use deception. Okay? So they may manipulate to try to hoover you back in. But the bottom line is this. No matter what the narcissist says, no matter what they do, you have to remember something. And I hope you I hope you remember this. And that is you are unique, your life has purpose, and you are more than capable of having the life that you want. Okay, now that may sound cliche, but the bottom line is there is only one you. The narcissist doesn't care who that is. Remember I was just mentioning that they create a false image of everyone that they obtain supply from. This is so they can tolerate them long enough to obtain the supply. 
when it comes down to the narcissist, when it comes down to the narcissist obtaining supply, well, that's their main objective. They have false self-images, of which all have a mask assigned to it. The false self-images are that of a martyr, a saint, or victim, right? Actually, and a victim who can't seem to catch a break in life. So they may try to gaslight you into believing that you're obligated to fix, save, or rescue. Fix, save, or rescue. What does that sound like? Codependency. Every narcissist relationship has subtle signs of codependency. Another reason why the narcissist is the last person that's going to be able to help you to gain clarity, yet alone closure. Because the narcissist, just just think about this for a minute. I'm pretty certain you can come up with many incidences that you've experienced with him or her, whereas they're demonstrating that they expect you. See, this is an unrealistic expectation. This is how they idealize you. They expect you to fix, save, and rescue those things that they don't want to deal with. Yeah, just think about that for a minute. So, narcissists or the narcissistic relationship... It often will drain you of energy. Therefore, that will leave you with a lack of vision, a lack of focus. And this does I'm not suggesting that you are a person who doesn't have creative juices flowing through your veins or you're not smart. No, no, no. What I'm saying to you is, this is another revelation I had. The narcissist relationship takes so much out of you. Whereas you're questioning not only your sanity, but who you are. And you're questioning reality. The parallel reality in a narcissist relationship is sickening. The narcissist is experiencing the relationship one way and you're experiencing it in another. And it seems like it's in the narcissist's favor. Another reason why they're not able to help you gain closure or clarity. No, because they're doing so much to make sure that they obtain the source supply by any means, even if that is at your expense. Very often, the narcissist likes to see signs of that, that you are, what, going through it because of him or her, because they have uh, engaged in some sort of diabolical tactic or shenanigan that may knock you off balance, okay? So I mentioned balance before harmony and peace as well as the clarity and the closure all these things you can obtain for yourself and you don't need the narcissist for it you don't the narcissist is not going to be on board for you having a support base whereas you can obtain all of these things when you gain that clarity and the closure another thing that's going to be happening is that you're going to be able to see the contrast in other words Narcissists, there are people who have narcissistic personality. They have narcissistic traits all over the world, but they are not all in your world. So when you look around, you get to see people who are not narcissistic. So when you gain that closure and clarity, this is going to be very 
apparent to you that not everybody is going to be around you for narcissistic supply. See, narcissists, when they groom people, they also want them to see what they want them to see. A narcissist may try to convince you that everywhere you go in life, people are only going to want you for one thing. And that is narcissistic source supply or source supply. They're only going to want you to become a source supplier. You ever think about that? I know I do, right? Have you ever wondered why they draw up this imaginary contract in the fine print that we all seem to miss, right? (laughs) Is that they want you to be a supplier for life, a source supplier for life. It's usually in the fine print. What are the terms of the contract? The imaginary contract. And I can almost guarantee you that's one of those terms. That you are to be a source supplier, a life source supplier. Whenever they want you, of course, because they'll go and get new supply. That doesn't mean that they're totally done with you just because they go off and they get other supply. But this is the thing that I've also learned. Whenever a narcissist turns or directs their attention and energy to someone else, such as a new supply, that is the opportune time to gain closure and clarity and become Hoover resistant. Now, how can you verify that you're Hoover resistant? Well, you start looking at how you have grown. You have outgrown the relationship. You accept that you're outgrowing the narcissist relationship. You don't, you know, you no longer want that relationship the way it was. So narcissists are not able to help anyone gain closure or clarity. Sometimes it's because they're just unwilling to do so. So those three critical questions that I was asking before, who and what is your narcissist tied to? The imaginary contract, who claims your life, you or your narcissist, all these things are key. And it also helps you to gain closure and clarity once you answer those. I certainly hope there is something that I said in this episode that absolutely inspires you to continue to thrive forward. I hope it motivates you to do so. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. And of course, stay tuned for more podcast episodes. And don't forget to check me out on the Luminous Star channel on YouTube.